0: To the Uninformed Gamers Podcast, I am one of your hosts and am back with a vengeance. It's Rad Dreams from Rad Dreams Review, also known as Mason, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, the hostess with the mostess. We got Darkness Tiger,
1: that's me,
0: and we've got I Chameleon I. Heyo, how's it going, guys? It's good to be back.
1: It's good to have you back, my man. We're glad to have you back on the podcast. Welcome back to Mr. Rad Dreams Review. Yeah, welcome
2: back to the fray. (laughs)
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. So um, I was so bummed out that I couldn't join the last podcast uh, because you guys talked about a lot of things that I was really interested in and really wanted to give my thoughts on. Uh, So I'm super bummed, but I'm here today and we're going to make it really awesome.
2: Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah.
0: But uh, um, I actually have quite a, uh, a couple updates regarding the uh, video game front.
2: Yes. Let's hear this.
0: And then uh, we'll segue into what you guys are doing. Um, so we just came back from, you know, the Thanksgiving holiday. So hopefully everybody had a very good holiday. Um, hopefully you guys ate plenty of food.
2: Smashed. Good. Absolutely smashed. <laughs>
0: That's good to hear. I did as well. Um, so my one, the first update I have is, uh, for that, uh, my mother-in-law stayed the night, the the night prior to help, you know, Jackie, you know, my wife cook and everything and Jackie had to work. And so it was just me and my mother-in-law just kind of hanging out. And so after we got done like eating dinner and whatnot, uh, she was just like, Hey, um, could you teach me how to play video games better?
2: Yes. And absolutely.
0: I'm like, I'm like, all right. Um I know that you do like to play games, so she she likes to play uh like her favorite game is the Tomb Raider franchise.
2: Great series.
0: And so she likes those types of games and so I was trying to think to myself, okay, well what do I have that is like similar-ish to that to like try to help her? um like grasp gaming better and the the best thing i could uh come up with for us to play and do like a little pass and play you know is uh batman's arkham knight
2: honestly i thought you were gonna say the what was it nathan drake
0: uncharted uh, so uncharted. i don't actually have uncharted
2: okay okay because
0: that was what my mind went to. I'm like, well, if you like Tomb Raider, you'll love Uncharted.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: but unfortunately, I didn't have. So the closest thing I had that she likes would, would have been, like, the Batman Arkham Knight game. Uh-huh. Because she loves Batman. She loves platforming. So I was like, you know, match made in heaven right here. Oh, yeah, man. And I did not realize, like, no offense to my mother-in-law, but she is a, a, a quite the noob when it comes to gaming
2: (laughs) like is it one of those like uh like running into the wall like i can barely control this yes so like like
0: i'm i did i wasn't sure like where her skill was so i'm like okay you do this 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 and this on the controller she's like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. back up how did you do that how did you move your character i'm like you you use the d-pad or the analog stick and she's like what's that i'm like oh god Oh,
1: boy. (laughs) Mason, you got to start with the very core basics of the controller layout.
0: Yep. And so as soon as I realized that's where she was, I backpedaled and just started off like, okay, up goes forward, back goes backward, right goes right, left goes left, and so on and so forth. So it was actually a lot of fun and uh, pretty interesting. Uh, She seemed to have a really good time with the game itself. We we basically just did like the tutorial, yeah. Um, and then uh, the other thing that I was able to do is I picked up uh, Pokemon uh, Brilliant Diamond, the remake of No Diamond. So Shining or Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl came out for the Nintendo Switch, um, and I got a chance to purchase Diamond, and I played about eight hours of it, and it's a very good remaster. Uh, very faithful to the originals. The only uh, changes that they made were like quality of life things, as well as changing up the uh, graphics style. And it is not developed by Game Freak.
1: So That's is surprising. it surprising? Is it a better remaster than what we're seeing in the GTA trilogy realm?
0: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And so here's what's funny about that, Devin. With these new Pokemon games, there are glitches. There are, but they're not, like, game-breaking. They're just like, oh, hey, this is kind of fun.
2: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Like Do You like still people... have some of those old, like, infinite, like, item like yes. <laughs> glitches from back in the so, day. It,
0: so it's stuff like that, you know? Um, People using these glitches are speedrunning the game in, like, 30 minutes or less.
2: Oh, hell yeah, the rare candy glitch. I know they're doing that.
0: So, I mean, so in that sense, like, yes, the game's aren't quite as polished as you would want them to be but it doesn't detract from the overall like experience of you know enjoying the game itself like i myself haven't experienced any glitches it seems like you have to know about them and purposely do them in order to you know trigger the glitch
2: yeah yeah that's fair enough well, that, so, I mean, well, that's good. I,
0: yeah i would give honestly this this remake like a solid like Eight out of ten. Highly recommend getting it if you're a Pokemon fan. Or just want to get it in general. Would definitely recommend getting it. Um, It is on
2: the Switch, right?
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: Awesome. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Digital download or physical copy. Beautiful. And then the last thing uh, I'll briefly say is you guys mentioned it on last episode where I was able to attend a concert live in person. It was my first concert uh post covid so that was really fun and it was a live uh, performance of a string quartet playing anime music
2: that's actually pretty sick there's some like there's some top tier anime music oh out. yeah
0: so there i mean just to <laughs> name off a few before i ask you guys what you guys are um playing and everything some of the themes that they were doing were like neon genesis evangelion one piece Naruto, Inuyasha. Uh, cowboy bebop uh sailor moon uh attack on titan card captor sakura and they did they finished it off with a studio ghibli melody it was very very well done
1: now was everyone who was at this um concert was everybody dressed up like dressed to the yeah. nines
0: all right, so my wife and I dressed to the fucking nines. Yeah, and that's why I asked the question. <laughs> because I'm like, okay, well, this is like a legit, like, you know, string quartet. It's a concert. I want to look my best. And I wanted, I'm like, Jackie, we don't get to wear nice outfits too often. Let's, let's fucking go. And Hell she's yeah. like, she's like, down, let's do it. So we get there. There's a couple of people there that are also dressed to the nines. But um, I would say, like, a good 50% of the audience were, like, in PJs and shit.
1: (laughs) Womp, womp, womp. The anime. The anime people.
0: Yeah. But (laughs) at at, at least, like, um, it, it was fine, though. Like, I didn't really care because it's whatever, I guess. I just, I was happy that we dressed up, you know.
1: Yeah, because I went to a very similar concert, but it was not anime music. They were actually doing the um, Harry Potter soundtrack. Um yeah. But when I bought the tickets, there was one fundamental part of this that I did not, I guess, understand until I had gotten there.
0: Uh-huh.
1: They were doing the music while showing the movie.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, so I'm like, oh, okay, it'll be just a nice, just go sit down for 30 minutes, listen to the entire soundtrack. I sit down for two 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 and a half hours, and I'm like... This was not at all what I thought I was getting into.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel that, man. And like what was cool about the concert itself was it was a, like a really good atmosphere. After every song, you know, the audience would, you know, clap and, be, you know, give their woo-hoos. And uh, everybody kind of knew the themes that were playing. Um, the only theme that I did not know was because I never watched the show was this one called uh, Yuri on Ice and uh i did not recognize that theme because i never watched the show but it was a very good theme enjoyed it just uh the anime itself didn't look interesting to me
2: you know what the anime was
0: yeah so it's a sports anime about figure skating
2: oh yeah no no thanks uh <laughs>
0: so i just i've just... watched a
2: lot of sport animes yeah, actually yeah. i actually love them oh same um,
0: but figure skating eh.
2: no no I've, there was a there was a sumo one I watched. Yeah, that one's so good. He, was it Himotaro? Yeah, sumo yeah, yeah. Something? Himotaro something su- like Sumo. Oh, it was awesome. That one was fucking sick. Yeah. Then the boxing ones. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love sport animes. Same. There's the, um, the volleyball one. Yeah, Haikyuu. Haikyuu, yep. Uh, really, yeah, I've watched so many.
1: <laughs> Real quick. And and this, you guys might not remember this, but in this might just be a memory that I'm making up and it's been implanted in my head by the Inception people. Oh but I, I remember when we were younger and this was shown on American TV. I don't know if it was like, a, I don't know, if I, I want to say it was Saturday morning cartoons, but I could be wrong.
0: Okay.
1: Wasn't there ever like a wrestling anime? Yes. And there was, was like a big yellow dude.
0: So um, it was called ultimate wrestling if i'm not mistaken
1: okay okay I'm, uh let I'm me that. double
0: check yes uh it is uh, it I, my memory did not fail me it was hey. called um ultimate muscle or ultimate wrestling
1: yep ultimate muscle i remember it
0: um first aired in 2002 um but yeah solid solid show actually not a lot of people fuck with it but it, it's a
2: oh. good one it only made a three season. We had the game, and the game was awesome. Yeah, the yep, game was sure good. Did. Okay, I remember this. Yeah,
0: Ultimate Wait. Muscle, not Ultimate Wrestling.
1: Uh, okay, just making sure that that wasn't just like a fake memory that was. A no, no, you yet. are correct,
0: sir. That is a definite show and anime.
2: Yeah, sports animes are worth at. Yeah,
0: like the uh, my all time favorite one is Hajime no Ippo, which is a boxing one. Same. Love it, but enough about that uh what have you guys been up to
1: uh chris uh, you want to go ahead and take the lead on this one
2: yeah yeah i'm still doing uh pretty much more of the same halo infinite um the aga the Christie abc murders yes um and uh dead by daylight uh those are my primary three right now very nice i'm still still loving them very good games all around
1: so, uh, so with everybody on the pod, well, at this point, everybody on this podcast who listens knows that I travel incredibly regularly. Um, this week, I'm actually in Mexico. And um, whenever I travel, I bring my Xbox Series X with me because I need something to do because I'm not always allowed to just go out and wander off by myself, especially now that I'm in Mexico. I'm not really allowed to do that. So I brought my Xbox uh, through three airplanes and four airports. Uh, I drive about uh, 40 minutes to my hotel, finally check into my hotel. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and set up my Xbox. Going to go put on some Netflix or HBO Max. I'm going to relax and just lay down because I've been traveling all day. As I'm taking my Xbox out of the bag, I'm like, okay, I'll set it here because this is the same place I put it last time. Now, let me go ahead and grab the cords. So I go back in my bag, and I go to the first pocket where I believe the cords were, and the cords were not there. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I put it in the second pocket. Go through my second pocket, the cords are also not there. And I'm like, oh, maybe I moved it to the third pocket, the last pocket. Go into the third pocket, and guess what is not there?
0: The cords.
1: I just... I just brought this fat ass Xbox Series X across Country Line and I can't <laughs> even play it.
0: Oh, that feels so bad.
1: Now, now for the listen that is very fucked. Now for the listeners, you could just say, well, just go out and just buy a new power cord and a new HDMI cord. And if the listeners know anything of me by now, I am a very cheap, lazy person. I will not do that. So I remember that Microsoft is a part of the cloud gaming. Yes. So I'm like, okay, well, Microsoft's a part of the cloud gaming, so I'm going to actually give that a try. But because I don't pay a whole lot of attention to things, I think, oh, well, I have to turn the Xbox on, and the Xbox has to connect to the internet, and then I can stream from my Xbox. No. And so I look at my power cord that powers my Surface Pro 7. I look at my Xbox, and I realize they're the same power cord.
0: Hey.
1: So I'm Wait, like, okay, really? problem. Yes, really. You can use the Surface Pro 7. Fun fact for the listeners, you can use the Surface Pro 7 computer charger to actually power your Xbox. (laughs) That's kind of no
2: freaking way.
1: That's part sharing for you, gentlemen. Part sharing. That's
2: perfect. That's wonderful.
1: And so I'm like, okay, so I have the power cord taken care of. And I know my coworker, he brings his PlayStation 4. And I know he has an HDMI. I said, hey, let me use your HDMI cord. I just need to use it for about 20 minutes just to connect to the internet. He's like, all right, cool deal. So I use the power cord for my Surface, I use the PlayStation HDMI, and I connect to the TV, I connect um, uh, the Xbox Internet, and I give him back the HDMI cord. I'm like, all right, we're all set. Everything should be good. But then I'm like, but how can I just like stream from this? So then I go ahead and I Google it. I'm just like, okay, how do you actually play iCloud Gaming? And one of the things is, is just first off, you have to have an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription, mm-hmm. step one, step one. And you have to download the Xbox app on either your tablets, your uh, uh, phone, or your uh, computer. So I'm like, okay, I already have that downloaded my Service Pro Seven. And they were like, and then you just open the app, and you play from the app. And I'm like, wait, nope. so I don't need to have my Xbox on? Nope. Nope. Sure. Sure as fuck. It's in, not cloud. You know just That's the- so you you
2: were trying to do network, like local play.
1: Yeah, like- apparently so. So I'm like remote so, play. Yeah, which. I'm, I'd much rather try to do that. At least I'm going to try that at some point. So I'm like, okay, well, let me try this cloud gaming thing. For the very first time, I've never done this before. So I grab my Xbox controller. I connect it to my Surface Pro. And I go ahead, and the first game I, I open up, um, I think it was the uh, it was a rally game. It was like a cartoonish rally game that I have, whose name is eluding me right now. Don't worry about it. So I click start, and the game is loading for about 30 minutes. Oh, And I'm like, nope, this is not possible. This does not work. So I close out the app. I restarted my computer. And I'm like, okay, let me try this again. So I opened it back up. I uh, tried the exact same game because, again, it's not a high-powered game. It should be pretty simple. It's not like Skyrim or GTA V or Call of Duty. And so uh, I tried it again. After about, um, I would say, about less than a minute, the game starts right up. I'm going to tell you this right now. The graphics are not that great because this is not a strong internet connection, but it does work. My only real critique, and again, this is coming from my internet connection, I'm, this is not really a bash towards Microsoft, is that the when I'm moving the controllers, because this is a racing game, the inputs are just slightly delayed.
2: Input and, lag, yeah.
1: Yep, input lag, just slightly delayed. So I'm like, okay, racing games, I can't be competitive and I really can't do this. However... There is a game that I have here that I'm supposed to be beating this week that does not require me to be any, does not require me fast at all. And that's where I put on the Forgotten City and I beat the Forgotten City on Cloud Gaming.
2: Nice.
1: yes. I I have to say, gentlemen, I am a big fan of the Forgotten City.
2: I told you, man. I'm definitely going to have to play it now. You have to play it. It's so good, like, and it just like when I saw it at E three, I was like, I need to play this game. And I remember, I remember you guys were like, I don't even remember that one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah. like... like
0: when that when, when that um freaking mod came out for Skyrim, I never played it, so I didn't. Know, I didn't like, either. I never knew like how popular it was. Yeah. Uh. So like when it came out and they're like, oh yeah, it's based off that one Skyrim mod. I'm like, huh? Ain't that something?
1: Yeah, right. and when and E three was happening, I was just like, eh, "I'll pass," um, but I will say it was a lot of fun, and i went, I went for the uh, the canon ending, and uh, I was very impressed by how the game ended. I'm very impressed with it, and I think I might actually go back into it just so I can collect the final bits of achievements. But mm-hmm. Chris, it was a phenomenal suggestion, wow. and um, and I guess the takeaway from all this is you do not need to transport an Xbox Series X across country lines <laughs> to enjoy it.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. That is very good. Uh in speaking on enjoying things, uh I have been watching and I almost finished uh, Arcane on Netflix.
2: Ooh, oh, snap Super good.
0: So mm. I'm I'm two episodes away from from finishing it. I really wanted to finish it before today's podcast so I could give like a comprehensive review on it but unfortunately i couldn't finish it in time uh but so far um i love it it's fantastic and i cannot wait to finish it
1: that's all right give us a review on the next podcast
0: definitely but in terms of uh, other things that we wish we could be enjoying uh is you know consoles you know the the new consoles like the PS5s, the Xbox Series X and S or whatever that console's called. <laughs>
2: yeah, but, Series um, X and S. Yep.
0: <laughs> okay, this one I know like the the names with the Xbox consoles can be a little weird at times. Yeah,
1: PlayStation did it right this this time. They were like, all right, it's yeah. the PS5 and the PS5 Digital Edition. That's it.
2: Yeah.
0: So yeah, it's pretty standard. Th- this isn't this 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 concept that we're going to be talking about isn't foreign to the console market, but it is uh, plaguing it quite heavily, and that is the um, introduction of bots. You know, buying up the consoles at you know as soon as they become available, which is super scummy and super shitty. And we here at the Uninformed Gamers Podcast do not like bots <laughs>
2: ban them get, get rid of them. them just completely get rid yep. of them
0: and it and it looks as if um the united states government is looking to do so it, because a group of united states democrats have introduced a new bill into congress hoping to combat these bots um, that are scalping high value items uh, this bill is interestingly named the Stopping Grinch Bots Act. And it's introduced by Representative Paul Tonko and a couple others. And it's designed to crack down on bot technology. So essentially how, how it works, like the uh, Cliff Notes versions, is that bots automatically notify users when high-value items come into stock at retailers. And before... Uh, circumventing the wait times, these bots are able to add the items to their cart and complete the purchase, uh giving them a much bigger advantage over you know a human that does it, you know, normally. So, I mean, I don't see this really going anywhere. Um, but at least Congress is taking notice.
1: Yeah, I don't see this going anywhere either, especially when it comes to the the process of getting something passed. Within Congress, but we've talked about this on a previous podcast, and I said the best way to resolve this problem is for the PS5 and the Xbox consoles just don't make them online sales anymore. Yeah, make yeah, make them in person, one person per one console per person, and make people actually go in and do the actual work.
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean, and and they need to do they need to have some sort of fail safe system with like a in person purchasing. Uh, of these
2: consoles absolutely absolutely like this shit needs to stop like these bots like i wish the retailers would do more but they're like yo we're getting a buck we don't care
1: (laughs) yeah and and on that regard it's like how much power do you think them to actually have Mm -hmm. but it seems like and it's an unfortunate reality, but I hate to say it, but bots are literally ruining everything. Like, yeah, literally. Not,
0: only, not only are they ruining, um, you know, consumer purchasing power, but they're also ruining uh, video games in general, whether it be, you know, Halo Infinite or in this case, Amazon's new world game. It turns out that bots are stealing uh, resources and tanking the economy in that game.
2: Yeah, they're terrible.
1: So, Chris, since you're currently playing New World, and unfortunately I'm not, have you seen this happening in the actual environment?
2: Oh, yeah. You just walk into, like, a... Like it's been a few weeks since I've played it, but I can I can explain, like, what you see. So, basically, these bots grab the... Um, they sit on 24-7, and they grab, like, the, like, what we call, like, epic materials. Yeah. like, the materials worth the most. And they just... They sit there all day just grabbing that epic material. As it spawns. And so basically they hoard it all and then put put the stuff on the marketplace for absorbent amounts because they know they have all of it.
1: Now, how does them like botting and mining all of this material, how does that negatively impact Mm -hmm. the economy of New World?
2: Well, okay. So if you didn't know, when when you farm something in New World, like you're the only person that can farm it.
1: What do you mean so by like
2: that? All right so like like say I see an iron ore node and I go over to it and I farm it it's going to vanish from another person's scream as well huh. so like everyone on the server has that node gone until it refreshes like until it like respawns and so because they're doing this that's the kind of shit that's happening like they're getting there's like there will be a certain like they like basically there's maps show like uh online right now they show where all the resources are where they spawn at and everything which is which is fine that's pretty normal for an mmo um but basically these bots are just sitting there 24 7 and you have to try and beat the bot to the material which if the bot's maxed out on level has the best um pick or whatever whatever the the resource you're you're harvesting they're just going to get it and they're, they're just strictly just going to be faster than a human um like they they're right now they're sitting in like fishing spots just now the fishing one's not bad because that doesn't really matter I don't think but like certain oars and uh, certain trees and stuff like that are pretty rare and it, it takes them a while to spawn back so the bots are just just hogging shit
1: so like do these ores respawn in the exact same place like how do the bots know hey this is where I need to walk yeah. over to?
2: yeah yeah so like uh they 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 do respawn in like the same spots i don't think it ever they've ever made it dynamic to where it can ch- change it's pretty static
1: so when people are like mining and just like using the bots to do all the work for them what exactly is the payoff for doing that like why like i'm just curious as to why are they selling the ore back to people um probably selling
2: it um you can basically <laughs> there is there is a like a whole real money like thing going on. Like it's not legal to do it in the game because if they find out you're doing it, they'll ban you. Yeah. But you know, just like with most MMOs, you can pay real money for um, for New World Gold, and so they're probably putting all that stuff on the marketplace, selling it, and then turning around and selling it probably on like a, on a real money like site. Yeah.
1: Um, that is very scummy. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> so this kind this... of um it, oh, it
0: almost kind of harkens back to I don't know if you guys remember this. It's been so long, but uh when Diablo 3 first came oh, out, man. it introduced a live auction house and you had something similar where you could buy items that people uh, uh, obtained for in-game money, you know, like the gold in game or you know, real life USD currency, right? So what people were doing was essentially like, you know, bot farming and listing these items on the, uh, you know, auction house for the real USD. And it just, it ruined the game. And it got so bad to the point where Blizzard actually did something right and shut down the auction house entirely
2: yeah, they did. They killed it. They said no. They're like, <laughs>
0: they're like, this is a problem. Let's shut this shit down.
2: This isn't what we intended. If if only they <laughs> did that
0: regarding to their toxic culture.
2: <laughs> just shut it down. Just shut yeah, that, that
1: shit down. <laughs> but no, it's an it's an unfortunate reality, and it just seems to be becoming a bigger and bigger problem. Because uh, Mason, you mentioned also Halo Infinite, yeah. And- this is becoming a major problem for uh, console players yes. because uh, PC players are cheating in every way, which every form that they can.
2: Which they always do. Which yeah, they, always they always do. do. And, and
0: 343 is trying their best to combat yeah. them. They, they really are.
2: For sure.
1: But console players, they basically want the cross play, cross play function to be disabled. <laughs> to, because they said that when it comes to the just random cheats, you you can't do this things on console. That you can't do with PC.
2: Yeah, yeah. I will say this: uh, console players, we don't like we don't like playing playing against PC players in online multiplayer shooters because there's two things we run into. A, they ha- they're on keyboard and mouse, and they 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 act all high and mighty. B, true. <laughs> true. B, they use aim bots. And we we can't. I I hate the thought that anytime I go into a match, there's a possibility some jerk on another team is sitting there with an aim bot and yeah. shooting through walls and shit. Like, um, so like I love crossplay. I do. I I really do. But I don't. I don't agree that like console play. Like I don't think console players and PC players should be playing against each other in ranked multiplayer.
1: Right, um, especially ranked.
2: Yes, I think
1: I think you should
2: leave it up to the user if they want the option to turn it off if they're on console. And also if you if like PC players seem to complain about aim assist, fine. You don't like aim assist? You can turn it off too. <laughs> you cannot play against people on controllers, fine. Whatever. We 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 both sides do not like each other in that aspect. Now, I will say crossplay is great for co-op games. It's fantastic yeah, yeah of course i
0: agree with
1: that absolutely
2: but you're like there's certain things is like that there's just they just it just doesn't match up right it never has
1: i just i guess i'm old school in the fact that i don't believe in using aim assist i believe in just getting better
2: it's on by. it's on by like automatically you can't turn it off i don't think
1: well, Watch McCall, even like because there was a an article I was reading about. When I was reading this article, there was a guy who I guess was a PC player. He got 19 kills before anybody was able to stop him on Halo. I believe it. Yep. that's just that's that's insane. That's insanity to me because one, you're not good. You're using computers and bots to help you be better, but you're not actually good.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, because I know like
0: um, Counter Counter Strike. Oh.
1: Oh, God.
2: Like that, they, that, that game is ruined with bots. IBS was yeah, like
0: that, not only is, like, the marketplace riddled with people uh, using bots and whatnot, but the game itself use, you know, has people using, like, aimbot. They have them using all sorts of exploits for the game. Like, I refuse to play that game. Same. Yeah.
2: It's pretty bad.
1: I've I refuse I refuse to play any game where this is running rampant. Like, because that's not oh, fun
2: yeah. No, it's not. fun. Screw
0: that.
1: But that's probably why I play racing games, because you don't see that happen ever on racing games. <laughs> there <laughs> was what... one... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, there was one time in Forza Horizon. And just an FYI, I am very good in Forza Horizon 5. There is no hands, questions or doubts about that. The, one of the events had us uh, racing, compet- like uh, multiplayer racing, against unbeatable avatar Drivatar. So basically, the AI is on the highest, the most difficulty setting there is. Okay, so I tune my cars to be a certain type of way, and I drive my cars a lot before I go into the race. A lot of the people who join, a lot of the normal gamers who join, don't actually check their car. They just hop in and they run straight into the wall and they quit out. Well. When I don't do that, I usually get pretty good at this and I get pretty improved. There was one race where it was an unbeatable drive and I was like, all right, I got this. I was going around them turns so quick. I was beating lap times like you ain't never seen before. And then there was one guy, one guy, his car was glitching all over the map, left and right, up and down, going through walls. That guy who was clearly cheating beat me by less than a second.
2: Wow. <laughs> that's funny i
1: am i am that good i'm i can't beat the full-on cheats but i'm getting much better at it <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh that's funny um sweet um yeah so we had a, a holiday just passed yes um thanksgiving and
1: and,
0: yes yeah the
2: thanksgiving and then the tech world loves black friday
1: Yes, yes, they
0: do. They love that, and they love Cyber Monday.
1: Now, Big did you time. guys did, did you guys go out for Black Friday this year? Did you guys actually go stand in some lines? Oh, really? I
2: did a little bit,
0: yeah. yeah. I went, I went out um, Friday night.
2: Yeah, Friday night.
1: Okay, okay.
2: That was that, like, Friday afternoon, somewhere it's... around there.
1: I didn't go Black Friday shopping. I just went to go see a movie on Thanksgiving because uh, I have everything that I need. Um, but this year, uh, when it came to Black Friday, a lot of people went to the Walmarts, went to the Best Buys, uh, yeah. and, and even on Monday, Cyber Monday, what flooded Amazon to buy their consoles because obviously Christmas is coming up right around the yeah. corner. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and usually we have these, there's a weird little war going on between consoles as to who sells the most amount of consoles. Mm-hmm. And generally, I believe right now PlayStation is taking the lead because they've sold quite a lot for the PS5. Um, Absolutely. I believe in July or September, it was like Xbox. So uh, this month, it actually is going to be the console that sold the, mo- the most at Black Friday, which means we're going to give this console the win uh, for the month of November, went to Xbox, but not to the console you're thinking of. The winner of the most sold consoles this year was the Xbox Series S. It's the best-selling console on Black Friday. <laughs> yeah. I-
0: and you know what i think it is i think people are just like well i can't get the series x so let's do this one
2: yeah yeah i think there's there's a few things going on here the the s the s is like in stock like you can you can pretty i can go to a few sites probably right now and i can probably get the s and that's big um you've got xbox has game pass everyone's xbox has been fucking like hammering home with game Pass. killing we, it they've been killing <laughs> it <with Game> Pass. <laughs> and it, you so you hear about this digital box it's a little less powerful than the x but it's still pretty damn powerful it has next gen hardware in it we're going to call it um you hear that you can use this and it run like the newer games you're like well for only 300 bucks that's not bad <laughs> and so you're so you're seeing um you're seeing these these families be able to be like, well, this is a really good budget option. Let's let's grab this. Um, because the 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 switch isn't in stock. Like if you want the switch OLED, good luck. Um the um the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, not in stock. Nope. You have to like super watch because of bots buying everything. Um Yeah, they,
0: like the only thing in stock that I saw um even on Black Friday was just like the regular switch.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was in stock. Absolutely. But yeah, like, like most people, a lot of people have that one already and they're like, yeah. well, I want the OLED. <laughs> yeah, oh and, yeah. But the, but the OLED is just like not obtainable at this point. Yeah I've, yeah, I've
0: actually never seen it in stores or online in
2: stock. Me either. Same. Um, so yeah, like this, this is actually a, a pretty big win for Microsoft. I see now... Why they just didn't go the, like the, the PlayStation route? Like we're just gonna have a a Series X and then the Series X Digital. I I, I get it because you can now attack, you can attack both the um, the Xbox market, and you actually can hit a bit of the the PlayStation market. Yeah, and that's because they were like, well, I kind of want to play some like Xbox games on here. Um, there's some there's some maybe it's a few exclusives or. Hey, I can just have this box and put Game Pass on it. We all are hearing about all these games going the Game Pass, but I'm still a primarily PlayStation guy. But I can have this little side piece going, you know, a little yeah. side check, yeah. <laughs> a little
1: side check. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: just, it's just, it's just, a, it's just, a, it's, just a, it's a big win for them. I'm, I'm really happy.
1: That, and I think, off. I think that as you said, Chris, there's there's a level of availability, but there's also price tag.
2: Yeah, yes. three hundred bucks.
0: Three
1: hundred bucks—it's competing with the Nintendo Switch at that point. So, yeah. you're you're taking from everyone at the same time. And honestly, these from everything we're saying, the Switch, the uh, not Switch, the Series S is a fantastic console for a casual gamer. It's going to make a great little gift for the holiday season, and it's it's accessible.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean Honestly, like you hit it right on the head there for for especially for like a small kid who is really wanting it for Christmas and his parents can't deliver or his or her parents can't deliver the series X, you know, they give the child the next best thing, which is the series S so the child can be very, very happy and have an awesome Christmas.
1: Exactly. Now let's change it up just a little bit and let's talk about uh, some things that you guys would spend your money on. Do um, you guys like fish are you guys into like boating or anything like that? I am. Okay. I don't
2: fish, but I like boating.
1: Yeah. I like boating too. Usually I, like, I, uh,
2: I
0: like, well, before my dad sold his, his boat, I like to go boating with him and go fishing with him. But then, uh, he had to sell his boat because it, the upkeep on it was too expensive.
1: Yeah. Owning a boat. Like what is the, the, I think the acronym for boat is breakout another thousand, um, boats are notoriously expensive, especially when it comes to maintenance. Yeah. Um, they basically say if you're going to have a boat, it's best to rent it. And um, one of the YouTube series that I watch, it's this uh, guy by the name of Enos, and he tours homes. And one of the homes he toured was a $100 million yacht by the name of Tatiana. Gorgeous yacht. Absolutely amazing, immaculate. If you wanted to rent this yacht, it was about a million dollars a week just to rent Ooh. this yacht. Ooh. Yes. Needed a crew. To- Needed a crew of about 43 people to actually run the yacht. It was that big. Uh, But yachts are not cheap. And as we're starting to see here that in the uh, NFT world, non-fungible tokens, yachts are still not cheap. An NFT for a yacht uh, just recently sold for over $600,000, $650,000 itself and now when i say a yacht sold it's an nft so it's a picture of a yacht <laughs> just sold for six hundred fifty thousand dollars.
2: we really need to get into this game yeah, we need to figure out how to create these images and make it
1: we, we really <laughs> so, need to get on, we gotta get on the scam chris is what you're saying i yeah, know
2: for real like i, I want some
0: money <laughs> yeah
1: I sent you guys the picture of the yacht. Did you guys see the yacht?
0: Yeah, I did. It looked like yeah. something that you would make in like a child's version of Photoshop.
1: It was not a good looking yacht. <laughs> now,
0: even for like a picture, like no way.
1: Even just as a casual picture, I've seen better looking yachts in like a uh, concept art for video games and to see that somebody bought this for $650,000. <laughs> is the definition of dumb.
0: Oh, it, it 100% is like I myself don't understand the concept of NFTs like they're very pointless. Uh there's no point to owning them uh other than to flex. Yep. And that's about it. Like to prove how unstable NFTs are, uh we didn't talk about this, but uh a pirating group recently uploaded Um, every single NFT in existence that is like in trading right now, uh, online for free. It's, I think it's like a hundred terabyte file. Wow. But, But you can download every single NFT for free from this, uh, pirating group. And they just did it to prove a point. They're just like, why are you guys spending real money on images that don't value, Anything.
1: Yeah, and there was an N there because the accurate Chris. There was an NPR um radio program actually talking about NFTs and actually going into like the conferences and actually having conversations with people who are buying NFTs. And Mason, you hit the nail on the head. One of the guys who was an NFT buyer, I believe he said he bought a couple uh thousands of dollars worth, he says it's literally just a flex. Yeah. It's like Yeah, you can buy a car, you can buy a house, you can take a trip to Cairo or whatever, but you can, but you can like, who else can say, oh, I own this digital piece of art. That's the thing is that you're only doing it to flex on other rich people, no matter the price. And they talked about how a person who makes NFTs would literally just do copy and paste, change the color, then sell it for a couple thousands of dollars. Yeah. That's it.
0: We gotta
1: start doing this. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't even know how you even get. How do you even make something in NFT? I I don't even know.
0: I have no idea.
1: How about this? Let's. I'll challenge you guys. Let's do a little bit of research just so we can make sure we're giving uh, our listeners some much needed valuable information. Uh, I want you guys to look into this, do your research, and come back on the next episode. Just kind of like talk about what you've discovered about NFTs, and you cannot use the word money laundering. <laughs> You can't use the word flex and you cannot use the word scam.
0: Shit. Uh, I just lost the game then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lost.
1: <laughs> no, seriously, let's go. Let's do some research. At least I'll do some research. And in the next episode, I want to like talk a little bit more about NFTs because I'm curious as to how people are making, making and selling this stuff. It doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense to me, but that's our, my failure. All right. So let's change it up. Just a little bit. Let's talk about something that is actually real. Yes. Video games. <laughs> um, Agreed. And one of the guests, Chris, what was your most anticipated game? We talked about this last time. What was your most anticipated game?
2: Okay. Yeah. So this was hard for me. Um. So mine, mine is going to be Starfield or Fable. But okay. I see the worlds being... Um, uh, Elden Ring.
1: Okay, okay, so, okay. That's, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I bring that up is because last time you said Starfield, and there was a clip in which you shared with the group, uh, where Tom Howard is kind of talking about the inspiration, the ideas, and the thoughts behind what he's expecting out of the next big Bethesda game, Starfield. And the video was weirdly, like, satisfying.
0: Now, to yes. be honest i only watched like maybe a minute of it
1: no worries that's what chris and I, that's what chris and i are here for
0: so i can't yeah. really uh i can't really comment too much on the actual like content of the video
2: yeah yeah um i'll talk a little bit on it so basically starfield has a twitter page um and for those of you that don't know this is but Beth- bethesda's game studios um next like new IP and it's it's coming next year. I wanna say in November.
1: Yeah, it's um, in November or December, but I think almost all Bethesda games come out in November.
2: Yeah. Um so without delays, that's what they're saying. So I don't know if there's gonna be a delay, but that's what they're, that's what they're saying. Um so there was like a sit down between like Tom Howard and it it seemed like they like I didn't know I don't know those other people um, but I think they're executives, like higher ups in the um, the Bethesda Game Studios realm, and so I believe they're all like in the creative process of how like Starfield came to be, and they were just on a, it was like a little panel. It was it was pretty cool. So like they gave their insight into like how they like went about like creating this like this new world, like what went through their minds. So, like it was it was incredibly fascinating. Hmm. Um, just to like, like, I would like, it was so fascinating where I would love to sit down with that panel and just like, just like talk with them about about like, even just games they've had in the past. Like they, they talked a little bit about like, say Skyrim a little bit about fallout. Um, but they were like, they were like, at one point they were talking about like, Hey, we wanted to have this, like, like you wanted to be able to like, go and like, see the scenery and like, it may not be the biggest thing in the game. But you you wanted to have it to where the players would like stop and like get like have a breathtaking view mm-hmm. of right. of the world and like just like, so like take a like a step step back and just like wow this is gorgeous you know.
0: So in the video, did they like comment on why it's costing four hundred million dollars and why it hasn't come out yet?
2: <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> did it really cost four hundred?
0: That isn't that what it's up to right now, 400 mil? Um,
1: uh, I think you're thinking of a, a different game. You're thinking of that other space game that hasn't come out Space Citizen.
0: Oh, Space, that Star
1: Citizen or whatever. Star Citizen, yeah, that's, that's a completely okay. different
0: Okay, so all right, never
1: mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, Starfield <laughs> has been around for a lot less time than it's okay, costing okay. money.
0: I was mixing up the games because they have similar titles,
1: very similar titles. But one of the things Todd Howard did talk about was that about Skyrim and the longevity of Skyrim. And I I do appreciate how he was kind of like, we've been able to build this world that really resonates with people where they're willing to enjoy the game for like the last 10 years. And I'm like, but you keep releasing it.
2: (laughs) It keeps selling.
1: It keeps selling. But one of the the points that really resonated with me though was when he was talking about how some players will just sit and watch the sun set and that they've created an environment where you can just enjoy the environment. And for me, that, that resonated with me because I think that's one of my favorite things is the environment. Like such as Forgotten City. It is such a great environment. The characters are lovable. And it's not even necessarily the gameplay itself. It's really the environment as a story. And that's what we saw out of Skyrim. And I think that's what I'm most excited for out of Starfield as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. So this, like, this is like a real quick tangent. So... I was literally in a party chat earlier with my buddy Dana. And I was, I was I, I think I was talking about uh Starfield and he was like how he was gonna um he was talking about how he was thinking about like buying the new Skyrim DLC and like this new Skyrim game again and and like playing through it again. I'm just like, but why? <laughs> I was just like, dude, just like you're the reason why it won't die. You're the reason why Elder Scrolls 6 isn't out. Just just let that game just sit.
1: <laughs> and what was Dana's answer? Can we get Dana in on this podcast so we can interrogate him ourselves?
2: <laughs> <laughs> him and, me, and, me and my buddy Kevin both like went to town on him for that. I was just like, dude, you need to let that thing die. <laughs> just just let it go. Just let it let it die. But Please. he, he didn't have a real answer. He's like, I don't know. I just really want to play it again. <laughs>
1: Well, fair enough. But um, sidebar is not really a tangent, but it's a little quick sidebar. When they were talking about Grand Theft Auto uh, the Definitive Edition or whatever, there was a really long article, and it was talking specifically about Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and how when the original Grand Theft Auto San Andreas came out, there was so many positive memories. Basically, like the, this is the best game ever. There's, the music is fantastic. It had held so many amazing memories for them. So when the, the original Xbox One came out, they played it. They loved it. Felt the exact same sense of enjoyment and joy. And then so years and years later, um, years and years later, they went ahead and they got the Definitive Edition and they played the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas Definitive Edition and they said... This kind of messed up my memory. This is not at all the game that I remembered it being. It's kind of, it's so outdated and it's so broken. It's just not fun anymore. And I think that for a lot of people who continuously play Skyrim, it's not necessarily because of like, it's this amazing game. It's because it's such a safe place for our memories to be.
0: Yeah, I I feel that.
1: And and so I think that with with Dana, I think that might be his reason, his reasoning. Why is do You have these amazing positive memories from Skyrim, or or you just love just throwing your money away?
2: Uh, yeah, it's probably a little bit of both. A little bit of both.
1: <laughs> um, but let's go ahead and let's hop into the next story. Um, do you guys think that well, Sony for a short period of time had a competitor, um, in the DS, which or not the DS, the PSP?
0: Yeah. So. Uh, the uh, the nintendo d s did have a competitor with the p s p very briefly um it did see like some uh success but it didn't see enough to the point where you know playstation could sustain it uh continually so they ended up you know benching the p s p and then they tried again uh with mobile gaming with the p s vita and while the p s vita is a very good system like i actually don't have any problems with the psp or the vita to be completely honest i've played them both they're phenomenal it's just they i I don't know what it is it's just the the market doesn't like them as much they're not quite as um accessible perhaps or user-friendly who knows but for some reason or another the psp ps vita were not successful but with this new story it sounds like PlayStation is trying to get back into uh, mobile gaming again with a PlayStation mobile gaming controller. What do you guys think?
1: Um, I think this is kind of weird for me because it seems like Sony's really just playing catch up now.
0: Yeah. Uh, especially like, I feel like they, they just can't do it. Uh, especially now because you have the switch that is dominating the market. And then yep. in uh, about maybe a year, maybe two, depending on how things shake up, you have the steam console, uh, coming out the, uh, the, Ste- what was what it called? The, uh, the, the, the Val- steam deck, or the steam like deck console.
2: Yeah. Oh like, so,
0: so Sony has to worry about that thing. So I don't know. I mean, according to CNET, um, it's very much so in the early stages because uh, Sony just has developed a patent for a mobile gaming uh, PlayStation controller. Um, essentially, it has a left side grip, right side grip, and then in the center you have a screen.
1: yeah i I, for me i think this is a little bit awkwardly shaped i think it's going to be pretty weird but i i I know sony's going to probably come out with this because sony's really wants to get back into the uh, handheld Mm -hmm. generation Um, yeah we'll see if it works out for them
0: yeah i just i don't see it um being too successful
1: the
2: only way this works is if it's some sort of like you put your phone in between it and then it like the PlayStation controller connects to it. That's what I was thinking. But like if it's if it's straight up some like basically new Vita like thing, no, it's going to it's going to fail again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but let's Gotta go agree. ahead. Um we'll talk about two more stories. Uh the first being the I don't know how they're going to do this TV show. Amazon has announced that they are considering making a Mass Effect TV show, and I don't know how they're going to do it.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. Um, it's exciting news for sure. Um, I,
1: I told Chris if this is if this is a real thing, I might actually audition for it.
0: <laughs> I do wonder, <laughs> like, do we know if it's going to be live action or animated?
1: They haven't you said, but we're, we're assuming it's going to be live action, and the question okay. is, should Commander Shepard be in this? And if so, would it be a man or would it be a woman?
0: hmm that's hmm. a that's a legitimate question
1: and Very good question and that's where the other argument comes into play is that this should be this this should exist in the mass effect realm but it should tell a completely different story that way they're not hindered by that
2: yeah that would make sense to me
1: i'd rather i'd rather see a different show in the mass effect realm than having to follow the video games and, and potentially mm-hmm. get that wrong
2: yeah, no, I, I agree. Because you don't want to, like, ruin your game, you know? <laughs> like, so, like, having it, having it like, be, like, in the universe, but not, not run the same, like, story as the games, I think yeah. that would be very nice.
1: I'd be perfectly fine having it be like a, a scientist on an outworld planet when the Reapers come. I'd be really fine with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Like a
1: horror TV series.
0: Or, you know, what they could do, if, especially... Well, since it's Amazon that's doing it, I was going to say they could take like a Netflix approach to how uh, Black Mirror did the Bandersnatch uh, special, where it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure uh, TV show. Uh, I think that could function well with Mass Effect.
2: That is awesome. That would work actually really well.
1: I can um, see that.
0: Because like, I watched Bandersnatch and um, did the choices and everything a couple different times, and... I I did enjoy it. It was fun. It was different. I've never really done like interactive television like that before, and it was fascinating to me. So if Amazon kind of copied that, but in a Mass Effect way, I think it would be like really enjoyable.
2: I agree. I absolutely agree. Um,
1: I would love to see that. Um, and
2: then we have one last topic, real quick. So. <laughs> Spider-Man tickets are being uh, resold for thousands, and this
1: understand. is where I really don't understand I, this. This is where I told Mason I think the Spider-Man is going to be the highest rate uh, grossing Marvel movie because people are selling a single ticket for twenty five thousand dollars. I don't get it. What I, what is there not to get? <laughs>
0: I well, I, don't I just get don't get why um, tickets are so hard to come by for this movie. Because, like, I've never had an issue in my lifetime of purchasing a, a movie ticket.
1: Well, we talked about it earlier. Bots. Bot people with bots are going on these websites and buying up the entire theaters, and they're selling back the tickets to people.
2: That's crazy. Well, here's the problem with that. Once a movie, like, comes out in theaters, what, does it take, like, three months for it to come out on, like, blu-ray or something like yeah it's not that long whatever yeah. the time is so people are like well whatever i'll wait <laughs> so if they're going to be like that then if people are smart they'll just sit there and wait because i don't think any of us are going to run out and spend 25k on a Ew. ticket
1: well some of these articles some of these listings for twenty five thousand actually do say sold <laughs> There's one here that was sold for forty five hundred. There was one that was sold for $10, 000, what? And one that was sold for a hundred bucks. So people are making money off of these Spider Man tickets because some people have the FOMO, the fear of missing out. They want to Jeez. be able to twenty five thousand dollars worth of FOMO to see a movie you probably could sneak into, considering the theaters are probably going to be empty because some dick <laughs> bought all the tickets. Okay.
0: So when all right? So when does Spider Man come out? uh, what is it? December
1: 17th. Um, I do not know. I actually do not know on that one when it comes out in the United States.
0: Oh, okay. So it is December 17th.
1: Okay. So now that I've seen this, now that I've seen scalpers making a bunch of money, I'm going to go watch the movie and I'm going to spoil it. (laughs) Ah,
0: guess what guys? What? Uh, so while we were talking, I brought up uh Regal Cinema's website Mm -hmm. uh to see if I could pre purchase a ticket for the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, every single Regal theater that is nearby me has plenty of uh options to choose from.
1: Wait, so you mean to tell me you don't have to go to eBay and spend twenty five thousand dollars?
0: Nope, so I'm you can even watch it in IMAX. You could do 2D or 3D. The 2D showings, they have a showing every 15 minutes.
2: Jesus. <laughs> That's hysterical. So, please. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if
0: you're listening to this, do not buy these tickets. Either wait for the movie to actually come out and like just look up ticket listings at your theater. Save yourself for that hassle. Save yourself that money, for one thing. And just, yeah, just be safe, be smart, you know. No need to don't get scalped.
1: So that is the uninformed gamer's top tip for the week. Yeah, don't like, get scalped. <laughs> yeah, don't get scalped. Like, so here, here's
0: the thing. Um, I can buy a maximum of ten tickets per transaction, um, on the Regal website. But like, why would I?
1: These so. you can sell them for twenty five thousand dollars a piece.
0: <laughs> I guess, but yeah, just yeah, just be careful, guys. You know, if you're listening to this, just be, be very careful.
1: All right. Well, I guess on that bombshell, we are going to bring this episode to a conclusion. Yes. Uh, as always, I am Darkness Tiger. You can find me at the top of the leaderboards of Forza Horizon 5. You can also find me controlling the Twitter page at UninformedGamers. Be sure to give us a like, a subscribe, even leave a little review for us. Let us know how we're doing. And as we said previously, don't get scalped. Go ahead and give you guys your sign-offs.
0: Yeah, guys, uh, Don't get scalped. (laughs) I've been uh, Mason, also known as Rad Dreams, from Rad Dreams Review. Feel free to check me out on my YouTube channel, Rad Dreams Review. Uh, Some spicy uh, market news has been going on in the Digimon trading card game market itself, so feel free to go to my channel and check that shit out. I got more topics coming up just about that very thing, so if that interests you, feel free to check me out. And amongst other things... Feel free to follow me on Twitter, rad underscore dreams, or Twitch, rad underscore dreams.
2: Awesome. And I am Chameleon or Chris. Um, You can find me at twitch.tv slash iChameleonI and on Twitter at ChameleonGames. It's a pleasure. And to just to nail it home again, uh, don't get scalped. Yes. um but hey thanks again um for tuning in i like they've said uh just feel free to like comment subscribe um, we we'd love to hear from you guys and um we'll uh we'll be you'll hear from us again next week
0: yeah definitely uh, all right,
1: all right. All right. Well, bye guys a, later later